pierce through me, cut through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me.
of your advantage. Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. 
David said, For the zeal of thine house has eaten me up, and the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. Zeal is an unrelenting grace. It's a passion. Zeal, the zeal of God or the zeal for God is a force of labor. It's a very strong force of labor through faith unto good works. That is why the Bible urges us to be zealously affected. Hallelujah. The Bible urges us to be zealously affected. said, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Hallelujah. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth. Obeying the truth brings purification of soul. But it's impossible to obey that which you do not know. So we have come to know the truth and the knowledge of the truth how much we can all carry home how much you can take home is dependent on your hunger for god how much you can take home is dependent on your hunger for god the bible says that blessed are the poor in spirit for they shall be filled. Blessed are the poor in spirit. In the book of Matthew 5. And that means to be poor in spirit means to be at a place or position of acknowledgement of our spiritual inadequacies in God. Poverty of spirit is being in a place. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. God bless you for the scripture. Minister David. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And he says, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled, or they shall be satisfied. So being poor in spirit is to be at the place or the position of acknowledgement of our spiritual inadequacies, insufficiencies in God. Knowing that we can, we, we can always have more of God, and we can't have enough of God. No matter how much we try, how hard we, we try. Hallelujah. Yes, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So I want to believe that everyone was driven here into this meeting by the zeal of the Lord and their own hunger and thirst for more of God. 
your own hunger and thirst for righteousness and you are here for an infilling by the spirit you are here to be satisfied by the spirit of god hallelujah so we want to lift your voice we want to begin by giving glory to god the bible says in psalm 69 verse 34 it says let the heaven and earth praise him the seas and everything that moveth therein let everything that has breath praise the lord so you want to lift your voice if you have breath if you have breath in your nostrils if you can move your body about if you can hear the sound of my voice even as you are listening then you want to lift your voice and begin to bless the name of jesus you want to begin you, jesus wonder unto many thank him that he's been your strong refuge thank him for filling your mouth with praise and with honor all day thank you thank him that he did not cast you off even though you may have earned despite our mistakes thank him that he has not turned his backs on us that he is not far from us anytime we call him he shows up we want to thank him for his righteousness bestowed upon us for increasing us in greatness and comforting us on every side want to bless him for divine health for the souls he has won through our availability want to thank him for establishing his goodness unto us and unto our families want to bless the name of the lord lift your voice beloved lift your voice beloved lord we bless you thank you jesus thank you jesus for your goodness oh god thank you lord for your love oh thank you for mercy thank you for sustenance in the name of jesus christ you are God, you are good. There is none like you. Oh, blessed be your name, Father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hey, for how far you brought us. Your sustenance, your joy, your peace. You have made me a wonder unto many. You have confounded and consumed them that are adversaries to my soul. Lord, oh God, hey, thank you. Because you are my, re- my strong refuge. You are my strong refuge refuge in you i have put my trust and you never let me down you have not let this ministry down oh you have shown us mercy unending we bless you jesus we bless you jesus we join the host of heaven because you have been our strong habitation whereunto you have continuously resorted you have given us commandment to save us you are our rock and our fortress father we bless you for by you we have been holding up from the womb. Hey, you are the one who took us out of our mother's bowels. Hey, our praise will never continually hey, be of thee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
came from the sheepfolds, from following the ewes. Great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. To the integrity of his heart. Divine selection. What makes certain sacrifices acceptable unto God and certain offerings rejected by God? Intentions, motives, purification, integrity of heart. Hallelujah. Integrity of heart. God can refuse a gift. God can, re can receive a gift. God can reject a gift. God can cast off or cast away an offering. Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim. You want to tell God that, Lord, even as we present ourselves before your throne of grace, Father claims us. Lord, make us whole. Search me, O God. Try me and know my heart. Search me, O God. Try me and know my heart. Know my thoughts and see if there be any unclean or wicked way in me. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, purge me, creating me a clean heart. In Jesus' name, renew a right spirit within me. Renew a right spirit within me. Renew a right spirit within me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Beloved, lift your voice. Lift your voice as we talk to God right now. You want to tell God that Father clings. Father purify. Lord, make me whole. Lord, make me whole. Lord, make me whole. Lord, make me whole. Spirit, soul, body. In the name of Jesus, that my gifts, my worship, my prayers uh, will be acceptable unto you as offerings. Uh, oh God, uh, that has that sweet smelling savor, pleasing unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, I come boldly to the throne of grace uh, once again, Lord, for cleansing. Uh, Lord, I ask that, Lord, you disconnect me from every unholy thing uh, and separate me wholly, fully unto yourself right now in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, I receive forgiveness of sins or errors. Uh, I cleanse him by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiveness by the blood of sprinkling. I give you praise. I give you glory in the name of Jesus. For you are faithful. You are true. You are good. You are just. Your words is I confess all my wrongs, my mistakes, my misdeeds, my sins, my transgressions, oh God, all my inconsistencies, oh God. Hey, to your word, oh God, you are you are just and you are faithful and just to forgive me, oh God, of all of these misdeeds, every place I've missed the mark, and and oh God, and to create to to faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness, Father, I thank you for cleansing. I thank you for purification. I thank you for making me whole and restoring me to the perfection of your beauty, perfection of holiness, perfection of righteousness. In Jesus' mighty name, I give you praise, give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Search me. Thank you. All right, so we want to lift up our voices one more time and pray in the language of the Spirit. 
And as we pray, we want to tell God that, Father, quicken and energize. Stir me up. Stir me up, Lord. Stir me up, Lord. Stir me up, Lord. Radimo Increase me in spiritual might and power. In the name of Jesus, help me climb higher to ascend by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lift your voice, beloved. Lift your voice. Lift your heart. La Koraba Shone Mekombri in Kapelua Didiate, Pereko Shabalia Telemekombala Diapaya, O Jesus, Kopla Duskabe, let me go from strength to strength, let me go from strength to strength, for they go from strength to strength, E Kopelua Varande Kede, and every one, O God, of them appears before you in Zion, E La Kolabadiata, even as I appear, even as we appear before you in Zion this very hour, this very Minute, this very moment of the day, Ligropetus Kapala dia Telemanova dia Cate, Tacombele Covra, Idia Gavala Bosha, Paradica Deneme Comba, Lord God, it is me crying out, a Robosh Capeliata, drawing with a hungry and a thirsty spirit, O God, La Doshe Pelecova, Tadiminicasum Bredola, Morucopiante, O God, a longing soul, a thirsty spirit, a Macombra Diminicataya. More of your grace, more of your strength, more of your power. A decadeh, ready bro, katelekovah. Oye, what says, blessed are they which hunger and thirst they for righteousness, for they shall be filled. In love of commandments, ready krapelekosha baladiyate. Let me be built up, let me be strengthened, let me be built up, cause me to be strengthened and empowered by your spirit. Oh, la kola lelelebeh, ready bala kombelekate. Lord, 
Salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray. Father, we bless you. Lord Jesus, we honor you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For strength. Thank you, Lord. For renewal of strength. A more lamb. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus.
but you want to say a prayer for yourself as we get into today's word and this is a prayer you want to tell god that you want to say father in the name of jesus open him open me up open the heart of my spirit up to the realities of your word the realities of your truth the light of your word in the name of jesus open me up open me up i yield my heart we should guard our heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life lord today for the sake of your word i open up my heart you grant me an encounter with the light of your word in the name of jesus to transform me speak to me a word in season that will transform to another level of understanding in you that will drive my roots deeper in intimacy in the name of jesus christ i do not want to live here the same in the name of jesus christ i give you praise lord oh god minister to me speak your word and i'll be made whole i will be made whole Jesus diseases all my infirmities every infirmity of lack of understanding every infirmity oh God of weaknesses every infirmity of ignorance for your worst lack of none for lack of knowledge my people perish Lord oh God Lord therefore oh by the proclamation of your word your truth your knowledge Lord let a lighter of insight and revelation from your word today Lord oh God illuminate my spirit even as I open my heart up the heart of my spirit up to your word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ let me be transformed let me be changed let me go back better than I came in the name of Jesus Lord touch me with your word touch me with your spirit touch me with your hand in the name of Jesus Christ let your presence rub off on me in Jesus name we give you praise we praise your name to have you in our midst today. God bless you for joining us and for staying in fellowship. 
We hope you are blessed as you stay. Amen. Okay. Well, if you are if you are in fellowship, you are connected, you can hear me. I want you to leave a comment. You want to type, just type thank you, Jesus. Type thank you, Jesus. Even as we get into the word. I want to do a very quick recap of the previous session we had. We are looking at intimacy with God. This is going to be the, the third session. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your everywhere God is everywhere but he doesn't manifest himself anywhere at all God is everywhere but his manifest presence is not everywhere hallelujah we came to realize from Genesis 1 how God displayed his power in creation for the purpose of manifesting love he created man solely for the purpose of manifesting his love hallelujah and we said that he created this species of spiritual beings embodied in flesh so he can interact with them and show his glory to and in them he show you he shows his glory to man and his glory in man or through man and then we came to realize how God, God's ultimate purpose for creating man was to provide a bride for his son we said that God wanted an eternal companion with which Jesus would reign so when God created man in essence he was looking for a bride for his son 
and we said how did how do we know this in revelation chapter 19 you come to understand or you come to the realization that the marriage supper of the lamb gives us that perfect foreshadow an indication of how that in genesis 1 god wasn't just displaying his power in creation but that that spiritual species of being that he created called man was god fashioning creating a bride for his son because he was in search of a bride for his son and even though the purposes of god was marred by sin when the devil entered the garden and 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 caused man to fall so we said that the summary of genesis 1 and 2 was that in relation to man and intimacy god was looking for people to be equally yoked to him in love with the capacity to be close to him forever that is why he created man in his image and likeness hallelujah and we said that the human image and likeness as fashioned by god has the design there's the designation for the for capacity of intimate partnership with god so man by design at the level of the spirit at the level of the soul at the level of the body we have the capacity inbuilt wiring engineering and design for intimate partnership with god so, so there is no man on earth not even a fallen man who cannot have intimacy with god if they desire to know every man is capable of having intimacy with god once they become born again and they have their spirit men regenerated then they can come to that place of oneness of fellowship with the father hallelujah because that image and likeness of god that man lost in the garden must be must be restored to man before man can come back to the place of fellowship with god as it was in eden the garden of the lord prior to the fall, man had that opportunity the privilege to commune with god man, god will visit them in the cool of the day intimacy so we said that the father the spirit the son have delighted in this fellowship from eternity we realize it from john 1 1 matthew 28 john chapter 5 if if you you want to get the details of the teaching you would want to go and listen to intimacy with god the part two this is the part three this is the part three the part one laid the foundation the basis for the entire series we came to understand from the part one that without intimacy we can't know the mind of god without intimacy we cannot carry out the right instructions from god we can be in error we'll be in out of alignment and we can even come to the place of incurring the anger or the wrath of god so lack of intimacy seeking god to know his will his mind his presence his power can put a believer or the child of God in a place of danger. Hallelujah. Bible says, For there are three that bear 
record in heaven the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And we said that angels do not have access to this privilege which God has accorded man. What privilege? The privilege of intimacy. Hallelujah. And we, said, we also said that God's glory is not only fully expressed when we said that God's glory is only fully it is only fully expressed when his glory in the male and female are brought together hallelujah God's glory is only fully expressed when his glory in the male and the female are brought together so when God designed Adam he designed him with certain foresight in mind hallelujah and um, we came to look at the capacity of the soul the design of this the design and the capacity of the human spirit for love that we realize that the human spirit can be intertwined with the divine spirit can so that we can host God we can host God if the spirit is regenerated, the human spirit is regenerated, it has a capacity to host God. Galatians 3.20, John 4.4. We also said that the mind of Christ can be hosted in the regenerated human soul. We have the mind of Christ. We said that man has mind, emotions, intellect, will, personality, just like God. And because of that, we can also hold emotions, intellect, will, personality, and even his mind. We also came to understand that our bodies are the temple of God. So man in all of his three has the ability to hold. Today we are proceeding. As we get into today's word, you want to, yes, in, intimacy is all about hosting God. It's all about hosting Him, communing with Him, having fellowship with God. Not when the Holy Spirit is, re, is regenerated. I said that the regenerated human spirit can host the Spirit of God, that is the Holy Spirit. At a certain level, you can see that everyone has the Spirit of God, okay? Because the breath in every soul, the breath in every soul, the breath of every living man is from God. Hallelujah. But we understand that that breath, Bible says there is a, there is a Spirit in man, and the breath of the Almighty giveth him understanding. That breath has been corrupted. And for that breath to be able to host God again, to be restored to the image and likeness which man had in the Garden of Eden, okay, then that man, that breath or that spirit of the man needs to be regenerated through the mechanism called born, being born again. You can realize that from John chapter 3. Bible says, except a man be born again by the spirit and by the word. 
So that being born again, how does the process okay? If you read the whole chapter of John chapter three, John John three, you come to understand it. Nicodemus's experience, or and then the process is outlined in Romans chapter ten verses nine and ten. That regeneration takes place over there, and once there is a regeneration of the human spirit, it's a rewiring of the gene. The corrupted gene of the human spirit is rewired. A new one, I, how do I even put it? Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All, thing, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What that means is that God removes all the corrupted genes in the, your previous old nature and now gives you a new nature with a new set of genes responsible for expressing certain new spiritual traits and realities or character traits. You see, the, the phenotype, scientifically, the phenotype of every living organism depends on its genotype, its genes, the characters of the gene. The genes and its chromosomes are responsible for the phenotype, what you see. So as to whether a human being will have five fingers or six fingers, or there'll be a mutation which will lead to just the human being having two fingers. It is dependent on a certain gene which is responsible for that expression. Okay, yes. Most of us are science students, so I believe that we'll appreciate that better. If you don't understand, if you're not a science student, at least the, the, the way I'm breaking it down should make you to still be able to follow through and get it. So in the DNA of mankind, our, our the way God has wired us up scientifically with our The color of our eyes and the whole lot of features are all accounted for by certain genes within us. There is a reason why you are fair. There is a reason why your brother is dark, whereas you are fair. All of that can be accounted for. So every outward expression in a human body, which we call scientifically as phenotype, your hair, your skin color, your teeth, your fingers, your nose, whether it is pointed or it is, you know, who knows tomorrow's kind of nose. There's a man in Ghana called a certain name. His name begins with A and then he has an alias. He is also known as who knows tomorrow whether your nose is the pointed type or is it that type of nose there is a gene also <laughs> also responsible for that hallelujah and we are saying that by our new birth 
You see, the old nature will always bring forth fruit, fruits after the gene responsible for that nature. So the, if you want to change the fruits of a man, the character of a man, how the man behaves, you must locate and identify that which is responsible, that which makes for the traits, the characters they exhibit and effect the change from there. Yes, I'm having an issue with my laptop these days. Well, as I'm ministering, it goes off every time. It just goes off. This is the second time I'm putting it on. It, that's why the music went off earlier the first time. I put, I put it on again. It went off again. And so you let's let's cope. Yeah. Let, let's just move. Everything is going to be fine. God will provide. Amen. So if you want to, for instance, some of us, okay, you notice that um for instance there is um how do i put it i want to use a very good example but i i hope that stephanie you are following you get a picture of what i'm trying to say right Stephanie, I hope you, you, you are getting the picture clearly. Oh, you can't hear me. All right, let's, let's proceed. For instance, if you realize that the, the water flowing through your tap, okay, is contaminated, the color isn't looking fine then you should check the source of the water, not the, the tap. For instance, if it's flowing from your poly tank, okay, it could be that there is, you are seeing this, all these green, green things inside. You, you should check and see if it is dirty. There's a lining of um, biofilm or spirogyra or any of these um, uh, microorganisms that are capable of contaminating your, your water storage tank. And once you, you, you identify and deal with the problem from the tank, you realize, or from the source of the water, you realize that that which will come out from the tap will be clean. That is what God did. How do we know that? First John 3, 9 says that, for whosoever, whosoever is born of God doth, doth not commit sin, for the seed of God dwells within him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. First John chapter 3, verse 9. The seed of God there is what takes place in first corinthians second corinthians 5 17 if any man be in christ he is a new creature that being is a state of being it's a rewiring that is why in first john chapter one john chapter one bible says that the bible says that as many as believed on him to them he gave power to become that power is actually a legal right authority and then the inward inward working is a working is a becoming not power to do is a power to become so it's a power for a rewiring hallelujah a rewiring and a restoration of image and likeness that was lost in the garden of eden and how does that rewiring okay that rewiring okay with the replacement of the seed responsible the sperm that seed is a spammer if John 39, whosoever, whosoever is born of God, that not commit sin for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. So that seed 
that seed is a new nature of God imparted during what? New birth. God bless you, Minister Eben, for helping with the scriptures. John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become. It wasn't a power to do. It was power to become sons of God. It's a power unto identity. Taking on his identity, his semblance, and using, using his name. Uh, it, it is also power to power of entitlement to call him father. Hallelujah. So it says that on, even unto them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. You see, so men that are born of blood, the blood has the traits responsible for all the features of that man. Not, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So that new birth is a new birth of God. It's, it is a birth by God. And what is the nature of that birth? First John 3 now tells us that but whosoever is born of God doth not. So that birth, we see that there is a seed involved there. And that seed remains in us. And that seed is responsible for who we, we now are. Not, and, and what we do now proceeds from what we now are. Hallelujah. And he cannot sin. This scripture is actually a theologically controversial scripture. God bless you, Minister Winning, for helping me with that scripture. These are some of the basics and the, fundamental, the fundamentals of our faith. But I know that a lot of us struggle there. Maybe one in the course of time we may revisit some of these things. The doctrine of salvation, righteousness, justification, holiness. What is sin? We will come. We trust God to help us to know all these basics so that we can strengthen ourselves in the foundations of our faith. Hallelujah. What is mercy and judgment? a few challenges. exhausted and are trying to demystify or delve a little deep into today's I mean what really happened or what, what really happens when we are uh, we are being regenerated alright so we realize also that God has desired in John 17, 21, it says that they all may be one. Intimacy is a place of oneness. It says that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee. That they, all, they also may be one in, in us. You understand? That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. So Jesus desired 
that the love that the Father has expressed towards him and the love that exists in the Trinity which they both share, which holds them together, being the bond of divine perfection, that same love would exist in us as brethren, as a family of God and also exist between us and God so that we will also be in God and be, be, be mingled, be intertwined together with divinity in what we call intimacy. And one of the, the tools, the conduit to make that possible is sharing in his glory. According as his divine power has given us unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us unto glory and virtue. So the verse 22 of John 17 says, And the glory thou givest me, I have given them that they may be one. Ask yourself, what has oneness got to do with glory? Even as we are one, I in them and thou in me, that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and thou hast loved them as thou hast loved me. It's a very, very interesting thing. If you understand what the Spirit of God is, is trying to teach us. I thought that it was going to be something straightforward, but I realized that there is so much that God wants to pour into us. Hallelujah. So we are going into um, the next part. I'm done with the recap, the recap of our previous session, which was titled Intimacy with God, Part 2, Created and Designed for Intimacy created and designed for intimacy that is a recap i just did now we are going to the part three hallelujah and as usual you want to take your confession hallelujah i want to take i want to take my confession that as the word of god comes i am growing bigger wiser bolder by day stronger more enlightened more powerful in the name of Jesus, I declare that the entrance of the Word of God into my life, it gives me understanding, it makes me wise, in the name of Jesus, and therefore I part ways with all foolishness and naughtiness of spirit and of heart, in the name of Jesus. The engrafted Word of God is able to save my soul, it humbles me, makes me more meek, and makes me more conform more and more to the character and the nature of God and I declare into my life that by virtue of the word because the word of God cannot fail because of the word accomplishes every purpose which it is sent to fulfill even as the word comes into my life as I receive it I cannot fail in any good endeavor in the name of Jesus I am growing more fruitful in all good things in Jesus name Amen God is everywhere. Give us grace to be like you. Give us grace to walk like you. Okay, so today. With that said, after taking our declarations, Kodibo of 
Brenda, the sanctuary. Be your Dried and true I am Solomon 1 verse 4. 
Minister David, you can help us with Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 4. Minister Winning, please help us with 1 Peter, chapter 2, the verses 1 through 5. 1 Peter 2, verses 1 through 5. Any other person you can help us with, Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. A loving desire for intimacy. So we looked at the background. We came to look at how we've been designed. We've been created. We've been engineered. We've been wired. We've been fashioned by God for intimacy. So we are creatures of intimacy. We have the capacity to love God, to grow in intimacy with God. And now we are looking at the desire. Songs of Solomon chapter 1 verse 4. The Bible says, God bless you, Minister Eben, Minister David, Minister Winnie. And in the morning, I'm reading from Mark chapter 1 verse 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place. And there he prayed. Notice that prayer is one of the practices of a working, living, lasting, intimate relationship with God. Prayer. Jesus had this testimony. Jesus had this testimony that in the morning, rising up a great while before thee, he went out and he departed for what purpose? Intimacy. Songs of Solomon, Song of Solomon chapter 1 verse 4 says, draw me. That is why the title of this episode is intimacy with God but three that is a loving desire or drawing for intimacy he says draw me we will run after thee the king has brought me into his chambers we will be glad and rejoice in thee we will remember thy love more than wine more than wine the upright love thee intimacy Jesus said, if I be lifted up, if I be drawn, if I will be lifted up, I will draw men unto myself. So, if we master the secret place, we are going to die and bring forth fruit, the resurrection of many other lives. A lot of other people connected to us so it says draw me and we will not draw me and i will obviously the running that pursuit it always starts with i as the deer pants for the water brooks so my soul pants for you
spirit and make us run after him but there are certain hindrances and limitations to our intimate walk with God for us to be hungry for us to sustain a certain desire for intimacy with God for us to be able to appropriately yield to the drawing of the Spirit of God so we can run after him beloved there are things we must lay aside because these things choke the word of God. They choke the desire. If you the desires that that hunger, inward desires and cravings and and hunger that the spirit of God creates within us. Hallelujah. If you read the parable of um, the sower, Matthew 13, I think the verse two um, to about six or so. You realize that there was a particular kind of heart and ground you know how that our hearts play a very critical and crucial role Bible says out of it are the issues of life the heart so if the, the heart is a fertile ground for the Word of God if the heart becomes the plane for the dealings of God then it means that Anything that can disturb the heart can disturb God's dealings with us. Hallelujah. That is why we must be able to lay aside things and we must be able to win ourselves from the things of the world, the, 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 the character traits of the world that hinder the character traits of the world. That what? That hinder, that choke, that causes us to sway from and not be able to properly respond to the drawings of God. The drawings of God for intimacy. The drawings of God for intimacy. So first, first Peter 1. First Peter ch chapter 2, verse 1. All the way to the verse 5 says that wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes that is beloved understand that this is where we all started the journey from for whosoever is born of God doth not sin the day we were born of God, we were born as babes. And he says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that he may grow. Thereby, there is a trajectory we are supposed to walk. It's a trajectory and a path of growth. And that path, we grow on that path through intimacy. If so be that we have tasted, we partake in hosting God, communing with him, seeking his face so, so we taste and we know we see realize that the lord is gracious hallelujah but we must lay aside malice guile malice for the englishman or english woman here 
you would understand that malice is evil intent, evil thoughts, like devising wickedness. It is basically more like wickedness and all guile, evil, and hypocrisies, pretense, envies, jealousies, and evil speakings. If there's one thing that as we keep growing with God, we must learn to do, is, is learning to speak well of people as much as we can. It doesn't mean that we, we should fail to say the truth or speak the truth when duty calls, when the need arises, and the situation necessitates that we live up to the call, the call of our lives as Christians. Hallelujah. He says, to whom, the verse 4 and 5, to whom coming as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, he also as lively stones are built up as a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. We earlier looked at Psalm 69 and we realized there are there is, there is there is a possibility for God to reject a man or the dwellings of a man or the, the gifts the sacrifices the offerings of a man God can reject a nation So for God to accept, for God to receive, for God to choose, for God to say, let's walk together. Can two walk together except they be agreed? For God to say any of these, it means we must be in a place of agreement with him. We must be in a place where we are aligned and we are acceptable unto him. And it's a place of holiness. It is a place where we are free from the malice and the envies and the hypocrisies and the evil speakings and then the, the guiles and all of these things. Hallelujah. Why is God so concerned about this? Because you are you are a lively stone. A stone, a stone that is consecrated, set apart unto God. We are all being built together unto God, a holy habitation. He doesn't want any stain, any spot, any blemish. So every every stone that is a, a partaker or a, a contributing factor to that spiritual edifice, that spiritual house, Must be free from every error and blemishes. Hallelujah. Now, Charles Spurgeon says something. He said that a neglected closet is the beginning of all spiritual decline. Mark 135, a neglected closet is the beginning of all spiritual decline. 
So anytime a man is going, is taking a downward slope in their walk with God, you should know that there is something responsible for that. And that is their closet life, their prayer life, their work study life, fellowship with one another, how they commune with God. All of these things are gradually dying. So the resultant effect, that is so evident, the sum total of it, descriptively, and be captured in the phrase spiritual decline spiritual decline Jesus kept his closet irrespective of what was going on in his life If he doesn't sustain the hunger for intimacy, it was eventually going to die off. So I was very early in the morning while it was still dark. He, Jesus got up, NIV says Jesus got up, left the house and went off a solitary place, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. He didn't neglect his closet. Understand that our desire for intimacy is tied to our separation from the wrong things. Our willingness and discipline to maintain a closet life of prayer, seeking the face of God, word study, communion and fellowship. Hebrews 10 25 fellowship with the brethren Hebrews 10 22 to 25 now let's go to Revelation chapter 3 verse 16 Revelation 3 verse 16 Revelation chapter 3 We'll be reading from the verse 16 to 20 and we shall jump to the verse 4, verse 1. The chapter 4, verse 1. Sorry. We are now we are now entering into today's teaching proper. So let's let's if you are not following up to now, I would encourage you to lend me your ears because like I always say, I need your ears and daddy God needs your heart. Amen. Revelation 3.16 says, this was to the Laodicean church. Let me start from the verse 4. It says, and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, right? These things say the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. The beginning of the creation of God. The scripture. The word of God is so loaded. Revelation expounds. It, it's more than a for, it's, it's more than a prediction and a forecasting of future events. The book of Revelation is a book of a person. It reveals a person. 
me go to the verse 50. He says, I know thy works. Thou art neither cold nor hot. This is a, somebody who occasionally, this person doesn't abide in a secret place. According to Psalm 91, this person visits the secret place. They visit the secret place and the wrong things have choked their desires. Like in um, the parable of the sower in Matthew 13. Bible says that of which is the ground for the sower of, of the, the sower who went to sow the heart of one of the hearers the listeners was choked when the word came you know the word couldn't profit him the word couldn't find expression the word was choked did not what produce fruits why because of the thorns because of the thorns because of the the curse of this world wrong character traits malice envy Another thing is, we don't dwell, we are not dwellers. Many a times it's when adversity strikes that we, we, we tend to seek God. If you are an emergency prayer, um, an emergency um, Christian sort of person, and you always wait, wait for adversity to drive you and to push you to, to, to God, What the Bible is telling you and I today is that that is lukewarmness. It says, so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spill thee out of my mouth. You don't know how to sit at Jesus' feet like Mary. You sit and you get up and you go. And go and roll and you come back. You roll and you come back. But it says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Mokosai shall abide under the shadow. Security, divine providence, sustenance, the shadow of the Almighty, the shadow of the Shaddai. The abiding there is for them that dwell. Those who have mastered to dwell in the secret place. They are those who benefit from the shadow, the abiding presence, the abiding supply of the shadow of the Elohim or the Shaddai. It says, so then, because I was lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spill thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increase with goods and have and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment and that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eyes out that thou mayest see as many as I love I, as many as I love I rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent be zealous therefore and repent be zealous therefore and repent the zeal unto repentance. Be zealous and turn. So Jesus was telling the Laodicean church that you were with me, you were in me. 
but you have changed your focus for the wrong things and by so doing you have become lukewarm you have become lukewarm and you have veered off the path I am calling you to repentance and I want to restore that desire and that hunger for intimacy with me Jesus was promising the Laodicean church deep fellowship with himself hallelujah and the problem oftentimes with being lukewarm is that many times you don't even know that you are there you can be lukewarm and not know you are there it takes the conviction of the Holy Spirit to bring us there to, to draw us to draw us out of that place of lukewarmness it is God telling me telling you be zealous and repent Ten, change climb higher If you read to the verse 20 it says behold I stand at the dock at the door and knock if any man hear my voice and open the door I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me behold stand at the door and knock if any man hear my voice and open the door I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me so you see you have God in your life not because you went to God Bible says that while we were yesterday's Christ died for us God has always had that longing as a father for our belonging so he was the one who stood first at the, the, the doors of our hearts, knocking, seeking that we come to him. And whenever we deviate, he still comes to knock. He still comes to knock. He still comes to prompt us. He still comes to, to draw us and put us on, on the right path with him. you and I are here is because he has given us the divine providence through grace to respond to that knock that knock on our hearts he says any if any man hear my voice and open the door understand that it's not everyone who is hearing no the verse 13 of Revelation 3 will make you understand that not everyone hears that knock not everyone even those who have come to the faith who have heard that knock it's not everyone who is sensitive to the leadings and the guidings, the promptings of the Spirit. People are in their faith, but they, they are no longer sensitive. He that has an ear, God bless me, Mr. Winning, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that hath an ear, he that hath an ear, he that hath an ear. So it says, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. In John 10, it says, my sheep hear my voice and they know me and they obey me. 
and I says it says he calls them by his name I think John 10 verse 25 26 So understand that God desires that we have intimacy with Him. So He draws. We realize from Songs of Solomon chapter one, verse four, that He can draw us. He can also come and knock on our doors. We too can develop that passion within us. But why does God knock on our doors? Because we must, He desires to feed us, to commune with us in intimacy. We must have Jesus feed us with spiritual meals. And He, and He alone is capable of feeding us in an intimate way. Hallelujah. But what the prerequisite which is said there is that we must be zealous and desirous for this food. We must be zealous to repent, to turn from the wrong things, to lay aside the wrong things, the wrong way, the wrong character traits, to allow the workings of the Spirit in us. So we can cut off all these undesirable things to awaken a greater hunger for intimacy, a greater desire for a longing for communion with Him. you come to through intimacy you begin to know the voice of God accurately and that is proof that you are the sheep of God he that had an ear let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches not the ear of the flesh the ear of the Spirit says that the spirit speaketh expressly so it is the spirit that is speaking it takes what is spirit to hear what is being said by spirit behold i stand at the door and knock if any man hear my voice and open the door i will come into him and will sup with him and he with me and he with me and he with me and he with me i will sup god initiates it and he says and he with me profound statements it is our spiritual hunger our spiritual hunger is what qualifies and quantifies our need for Jesus's spiritual meals our spiritual hunger is what qualifies us and quantifies our need for Jesus's spiritual meals what is a meal it's a, it's a meal of intimacy know that if you keep eating very frequently with somebody you begin to partake of every good spirit in them you begin to share even in certain blessings in their lives because 
feeding and supping with another is one of the ways through which covenants are enacted. It strengthens people, it bonds people together, it creates covenant. So the Lord's Supper, if you remember when we're looking at the Lord's Supper, we said that it is a participation. communion, a partaking, and we said that the more we plug into that life, the more we, plug, we, we partake in that ritual, we, the more we plug into the life of God, and the more we begin to look like Jesus, we are transformed. The very love in the blood, the life in the blood, the presence of God, the strength in the blood, everything becomes accessible to us. Through the eating of that miracle meal. So it is a very powerful thing, eating with people, eating with another person. Jesus is saying that in the book of is it Hebrews chapter 3 or Hebrews chapter 6 says he's not ashamed to call us brethren that is why he can eat with us he's willing to participate in sharing a meal supping with us We see Jesus for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things. Perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not, are all of one. Are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. For which cause he is not ashamed to call him or to call them brethren. Jesus is not ashamed to call us brethren. That is how come he is willing to come in and sup with you and dine with you. But he's saying that he cannot dine with filth. He cannot dine with unholiness. He can't dine with uncleanness. So we should, be, we should repent and we should repent with a godly zeal. Unto repentance. The gift of tongues. I see the Spirit of the Lord come upon you. The Holy Ghost sent from heaven.
chapter 5 verse 10 I made a statement that our spiritual hunger is what qualifies us and quantifies our need for Jesus' spiritual meals so how hungry are you how desperate are you how much of God do you want David said he expresses the desperation his desire in this way he says as the deer pants for the water brooks even so my my soul longeth for thee when a deer or the heart is seeking for water it runs and moves about as though danger doesn't exist we understand it can even travel speeds faster than when praise are after it to eat it up when a deer is panting for the water brooks david said that that is the level of his desire his hunger intimacy with God blessed are they blessed are, blessed are they which know did I say Matthew 5 verse 10 no there's no Matthew 5 verse 10 Matthew 5 verse 6 rather blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So our spiritual hunger is what qualifies and quanti qualifies us and quantifies our need for Jesus' spiritual meals. Hallelujah. It is a real determination of our spirits empowered by Him. It is by this determination that our hearts are also drawn by Him. To a very, very large degree, we cannot do it by our own selves. try to initiate a spark for that longing and desire within yourself but you can't sustain it by yourself it takes God hallelujah Psalm 41 Psalm 42 verse 1 and verse 2 please help us with Psalm 42 verse 1 and verse 2 Psalm 42 verses 1 and 2 we have a few minutes. Just as the heart panted after the water brooks, so panted my, my soul after thee, O God. My soul tested for God, for the living God. And he says, When shall I come and appear before God? Says his soul. We we, we, we looked in a, we looked at this in a previous um, episode. We realized that our souls have been designed for intimacy. Our bodies have the capacity. Our spirits have that inbuilt design for intimacy with God. So David said that. 
my soul tested for God, for the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? It's a desire, an inward working. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. It is God who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God working in David to draw him. For the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? Also wrote psalm 63 over here but i wouldn't want us to attend to it because of time psalm 63 verses 1 to 4 you can read it on your own amen now how do we develop a desire for intimacy with god that desire or grow in that desire we've looked at number one laying aside the things that took the hunger of God within us number two we realize that we have to keep the discipline of our prayer or our close set of intimacy that we have to make room for Jesus so he can feed us hallelujah now proceeding Solomon and Isaiah they have taught us how to buy things from God hallelujah beloved just because God loves us doesn't mean that his presence is cheap no just because God loves you doesn't mean that his presence is cheap. No. I shared with us the other day that God can give you anything easily for free, but not his presence. So men like Moses, who walked with God, spoke with God, to face as a man to his friend will now beg God for his presence David will habitually make it a part of his routine to labor for his presence how I have set, I have set the Lord, I have set the Lord always before me. It's one of the reasons I don't have TV in my room. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. I have set, people have chosen to set their different things before them. I have chosen to set everything aside, my TV, wrong things and set the Lord before me. There is a price to be paid. So just before, because God loves us, does not in any way guarantee that his presence 
is Ojib. The gift of tongues. There is a price to pay for everything and anything of value. Beloved, it takes more than being available to be used by God. It takes more than just being, you see, availability makes grace available is true. It's the basic qualification in being used by God, going on God's errand. You have to be available. As for that one, it's not negotiable. It's the first thing. Because when even God calls you, you can choose to accept or reject the call. Hallelujah. But the fact that you are available doesn't mean that you'll be used by God the way you are. He receives you as you are all right, yes. But he doesn't use you as you are. You must abide in intimacy and be changed through intimacy. What are the things that qualify us to buy? Some Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. The verse 1 through 6. It says, Ho, everyone that testeth, come ye to the waters. And he that has no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. So it is possible there are things that you can buy without money. They are not for free. But you, they are supposed to be bought. But you can buy them without money. It says, come, God bless you, Minister Winning. Come, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Every day when we come here, these are the things we come to do, we come to buy. We spend time and labor in prayers to buy. What are we buying? We will realize that later. Just come, ye buy, come, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk. Don't forget that Revelation 3.20 says that if you open the door to me, I will come in with is the highest depiction of fellowship is eating feeding together with another buy wine and milk without money and without price wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfied not hacking diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness anointing because there is a treasure to be desired. Don't forget that the fatness, the anointing is in his presence. And there is a treasure to be desired. And oil, fatness, ointment in the dwelling of the righteous. But a foolish man spended it up. You buy it with your labor of intimacy, fellowship, consistent prayers and fastings. But you don't waste it. Come by. Eat ye, come buy wine and milk. Incline your ear and come unto me here, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the showman of David, behold, I have given him. I want a verse five and six. 
The verse 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. These are seasons where God can be found. These are seasons and times when he is near. So, the verse 6 now gives you an idea of what the verses 1 to 5 were talking about. It's talking about intimacy, seeking God, divine pursuit. Hallelujah. This is how we buy oil, we buy wine of intimacy, we buy milk without money. This is how we grow in desire or intimacy with God. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 23. Is it Proverbs 23 verse 23? Just buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. So in Proverbs, Solomon also talks about transacting business for the truth of God's word. You can buy. Apostle Paul bought. He says that, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. He labored. Study to show yourself approved unto God. You want to do business with God? Diligence. Labor. Your hunger must push you to a, a, a certain pursuit. It must push you to labor. It must push you if you are truly desirous. You see, there is a point you come to when you are truly hungry for God, nobody will tell you to fast. You just begin to fast. Nobody will tell you to pray. You begin to pray. A time comes when you realize that the one hour is not enough. Five minutes is not enough. And you just have to what? Increase it. Sometimes you have no timing at all. You know you are supposed to wake up and go to work the following day. But the spirit is drawing you. So you pray until the spirit himself tells you it is okay. You wait and you tarry in his presence until he says that my son... You have given me enough of you, enough of your time today. I relieve you of duty for today, so you should rest. Hallelujah. So Isaiah was talking about purchases, purchases, certain purchases through hunger and desire. That does not require money. So if it does not cost money, then what does it cost? us back to Matthew 5 and 6. Blessed are they, we do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled with what? The goodies in Isaiah 55. The goodies in Isaiah 55. God will satisfy them and he will dine with them. 
understand Jesus said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God man shall not live by bread alone but by every word if you are stuck at the place of living by bread alone your spiritual life is under attack and it is under attack because you don't fast often you don't pray often because the moment you begin to fast from the wrong things fast also from food your spiritual hunger escalates it just goes higher it keeps rising higher and higher and then you see your need to stay in the word very more very often and very long so much more as often as you can and for very long there is a drawing because you realize that the, the food for the stomach and stomach for food but God will destroy both of them because the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking but in righteousness in peace and joy in the Holy Ghost and it is only possible in knowing the truth because the truth is going to liberate you and empower you you shall know, you shall know the truth and the truth shall, shall set you free Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And you will not get a, a word from the mouth of God if you don't stay in the word from the hand of God, written down, the documented word. So one of the proofs of our holy desire and longing souls that is willing to be satisfied is the opening of the doors of our hearts unto God as he opens the doors of his glory to us. If anyone hears my voice, God bless you minister, waiting for the scriptures. If anyone hears my voice and opens unto me, says I will come in and dine with him and he with me, Revelation 3.20. If anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sorry, I will sup with him and he with me. Beloved, God has, the Father has a longing for your belonging. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It is apt, it is time for us to also increase, lay down our hearts and desire, set our affections properly on, on Him. The longing of our souls, take them from the wrong things, material things and all other things and set them in God. Hallelujah. We have one minute, so I'm going to wrap up. Now, if you go to Revelation 4 verse 1, it says, After this I looked, after this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the, vo the first voice which I heard was as, as it were of a trumpet talking with me. 
we said, come up hither. Beloved, any time we open that door, as God draws us and he seeks to come in for intimacy, the desire for fellowship to sup with us and to take us to higher levels, to escalate, to escalate the unions of communions that we share with him. Anytime we open the door to these things, he opens the door of his glory to us and we hear voices of glory, voices of transformation, voices that draw us. He says, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me which said, come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, you will be caught up. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and as one and one that when one sat on the throne, hallelujah. You want to pray? I just got to up about half of today's teaching. Just like Mark 9:23, that man is as if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straight away the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Don't say, Lord. Help my heart to abide in your love in the name of Jesus. The podcast is ending in a few seconds. Lord, help my heart. Lord, help my heart in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now may God bless and keep you. May you cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. People of God, we shall meet again tomorrow. Shalom. Bye-bye.